Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott wyden Kivowitz. We all have photographic memory, just some of us are lacking the film. Something just came up in a Facebook group, and I realized I should have recorded a podcast episode about it long ago. So that's what I'm doing right now. The topic is, quote, adding too much stuff to WordPress. Is it good? Is it bad? What are the risks? Why do it? So on today's episode, I am going to discuss with you and share some thoughts and my comments on those thoughts from others. First, we want to know, do you care about adding stuff to your WordPress site? Comment on the show notes page at imagely.com slash podcast slash 89 with your thoughts. What are your thoughts on adding plugins that could remove other services and subscriptions that you have? Do you keep your WordPress site Lean and clean, or do you add things that you feel you need or want in place of more expensive things? For example, in the topic of the Facebook group, a person was looking to save money from their email marketing software, something I've been researching for a very long time. I pointed them in the direction of a specific plugin called Mailster. And someone else commented about not wanting to add more stuff to their WordPress site. In this example, MailChimp or MailerLite might cost someone $50 a month, whereas Mailster would cost $50 once, and you can use it forever. First, before I dive in into what others say and then add my thoughts, I want to point out that I'm personally not a fan of buying or using any products sold on ThemeForest or Code Canyon due to various reasons. Typically, the code quality isn't up to where it should be with products sold there. However, in some cases, there are exceptions. For example, the popular theme, X theme, sold on ThemeForest is well made, but even it has its problems. Mailster is another ex uh, exception. While it didn't do what I needed, which I'll explain later, it is a very well-made product. So the first comment I received stated that adding more stuff adds potential security issues and bloat for server backup. I want to break that down now. First, security issues. Sure, adding a plugin can create a security issue if the plugin has vulnerabilities. But so can your theme and so can your host. I know that might sound discouraging, but that's part of the risk that comes with using an open source product like WordPress. There are more chances you're okay and safe and secure than you are vulnerable. But here's some advice to make sure you're secure no matter what. Only use themes and plugins from reputable companies, companies with a tr proven track record, with testimonials coming out their ears, with discussions on social media, with a lot of customers. Companies who engage with their community in public places, 
like in a podcast, or on a forum, or Facebook groups, or elsewhere on social media. Use a host that has your back by offering backups and doing security hardening and scanning on a regular basis. When choosing from free plugins, use ones that are in a lot of sites. 100 is not a lot. 1,000 is not a lot. 100,000 is definitely a lot. And a million is like gold. Think about it. If a plugin was vulnerable, then there are greater chances of 100 people or 1,000 people having security issues. But the chances of a security issue for 100,000 or a million is slim. Look, it can happen. It happened with our free plugin, NextGen Gallery. But we have a team of developers to fix things like that fast. So we do. When there is a security issue brought to our attention, it's fixed within a day, typically. Sometimes within an hour. And then it's pushed to our listeners. And the fourth thing I want to bring up about security is you can install a security plugin. If your host does not do this for you, a plugin like WordFence or Security can monitor your site for security issues and recommend changes to make or recommend plugins to remove. It'll tell you when something is out of date or something doesn't match up to what is in the, the repo, the WordPress directory. Okay, let's move on to the topic, bloat. Bloat is a word that gets thrown around a lot, especially from WordPress developers. Then, it's seen by users, and it's used. But the funny thing is, typically each individual has their own definition or idea of what bloat is. In the case of this comment in the Facebook group, it appears as though the comment was referring to the size of the site backups. So I want to address that right now. Hopefully your host is doing your backups and securing them off-site somewhere, like in Amazon or Google's cloud. Having backups done on the server side means less strain on your site. The size of your site shouldn't matter at this point. For people who need a plugin for backups, I used to recommend Backup Buddy many years ago. But the size of a site played a huge role in the failures for a Backup Buddy. I then discovered WP Time Capsule, which acts like Apple's time machine. It's an incremental backup system which will send one, send to one of many cloud options, including Google Drive. What this means is the initial backup would take a while, but then every day after that, it will only back up what's changed. If there's a new comment, then the database will be backed up with the new comments. Are there new images? Well, then the new images will be uploaded. Is there a theme change? Well, then the theme will be uploaded to your backup. So the amount of data being backed up is always small. You can even set the schedule to back up when your site has the least amount of traffic. So if you know from your Google Analytics that, you know, 1 a.m. your time has the least amount of traffic, that is when you set your backup. I asked the members of my Facebook group, the WordPress for Photographers group, about their thoughts on this. So now I want to move on to some of those comments. The first comment shared concern about plugin incompatibility and security. I won't touch on the security aspect since I did that earlier, but the plugin incompatibility thing can be a real hassle. I definitely agree. But my answer to that would be similar 
to the security one. Only use plugins that have a track record and are from reputable people and companies. Also, if your host offers a staging site, test the plugin with your site first before putting it on your live site. You typically won't have compatibility issues unless one plugin does something that's very similar to another. For example, having two Google Analytics plugins can be a problem. Having two MailChimp plugins can be a problem if one isn't coded correctly. I've seen that happen numerous times. The next comment was one about bloat and adding a plugin because there's a plugin for it. Like Apple's tagline, there's an app for that. The same could be said for WordPress. If you can think it, there's likely a plugin for it. When I asked this member for her take on the word bloat, she said, anything that should be written into the original WordPress code in the first place. A plugin that has a lot of features when only one is needed because all of that code is sitting on the server and not being used. Let's use NextGen Gallery for an example. It's super bloated for someone who just wants to add media to a daily blog post, but it's not so bloated for someone who wants to run a large image service on their website. Also, in general, the more plugins you have on the site, the more doors you have to keep an eye on. She has an interesting take on the word bloat. I mentioned earlier, bloat is something that gets thrown around a lot by a lot of people, but each person has their own take on what bloated really is. In her case, she's saying that anything that isn't part of WordPress itself, pre-plugins, is bloat. For that, I'll have to strongly disagree, as WordPress is specifically designed to add plugins for additional features. However, she then talked about how NextGen Gallery is bloated for someone who needs a simple image on a post, but not for someone who needs more of an image management solution. And for that, I'll have to agree. However, I still wouldn't call that bloat. I'd call that more of a practical thing. Even at Imagely, we don't recommend our own product for people who need one gallery forever or for people that only need to add uh, individual images to posts or pages. We recommend our plugin for people who work with a lot of images on a regular basis and need to organize, manage, display, proof, or sell those all the time. Does it make NextGen Gallery bloated? No. It makes it a product that is specific, that has specific use cases. If you want a simple gallery with minimal options, just use the block editor. Its gallery block is actually pretty awesome. You don't need a plugin. But if you want something more with deep control over everything, NextGen Gallery is your best option. Now, there is something else that was said the whole thing about code sitting on the server and not being used. Because you see, plugins like NextGen Gallery, which are coded for optimization, yes, the code is sitting there on the server, but nothing is being done with it. It's just sitting there, not being used, not adding more resources to your site, not adding more strain on your server. That code only gets used when the gallery is displayed or something is being used in the back end, like to manage a gallery or something like that. When you're actually utilizing the plugin, that is when the code is in effect. But if you install NextGen Gallery and activate it, you will not see any change in your site performance. You will not see a strain on the server because the plugin is optimized for site speed. The last comment I want to share is from someone in the photo industry who also creates and manages sites for photographers. He says, 
WordPress is already a bloated beast. Adding in database-heavy plugins is a really bad idea. I only recommend using plugins that are necessary for the site to function and meet its objectives. Trying to use it as a MailChimp replacement is not good in my humble opinion. In addition to the bloat, you also have to worry about deliverability and getting your server IP address blacklisted with ISPs. I am a firm believer in offloading as much as possible as long as it makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily offload a contact form or a newsletter plugin because those are generally pretty lightweight. But email marketing, live chat and support, and even certain e-commerce, I would recommend using third-party services and embedding. A company that is in the business of running a SaaS, software as a service, is almost always going to do a better job than a developer writing and selling a WordPress plugin. With that said, you could create a clean WordPress install on a separate server with a different IP address and a different domain name and give it a shot. If you can make it work, it may save you a few dollars uh, a month over third-party services, but you may spend that and more just trying to manage it all yourself. Now, he only recommends using plugins that are necessary for the site to function and meet its objectives. I agree. That should be the limit of plugins. But I think the key to that statement was meeting its objectives. If your objective is to do contracts through your site instead of using and paying HelloSign, then buying a contract, a contact form plugin that offers a signature feature could be the perfect solution. If your goal is to bring the CRM system in-house instead of paying $300 or more a year on a CRM platform, then buying a plugin once could be the perfect solution. Mailster, while I didn't like some things about it, which I'll get to in a moment, is a really good solution for people wanting to replace MailChimp or other email marketing software. Why? Because it does not add bloat. It does not put a strain on your server. It does not have a risk of IP blocking. Why? Because the developers were smart and thought of that ahead of time. When it sends a campaign, it spaces them out to not put strain on the server. It can connect to Gmail, Amazon SES, SendGrid, or other SMTP platforms in order to actually send the emails. It's not using your WordPress server to send the emails if you don't want it to. The code also does not run unless the plugin is actually being used, when emails are actually being sent, when somebody actually visits a page that has the form opt-in, the, the, the list opt-in form on the page. So the only reason I have not switched to Mailster from MailChimp is because one, the drag and drop builder isn't as good as it could be. It's good, don't get me wrong, but it's not as flexible as MailChimp's. And number two, segmentation is not as good as it could be, which makes it hard for multiple autoresponders for one subscriber. I have been using MailChimp since pre-groups, post-groups, and now with tags. I have photography clients, but I also teach photographers. So my MailChimp list is heavily segmented for various things. And Mailster can't handle my segmentation needs. With those said, for the average photographer, MailChimp is actually impressive and could do the job needed. Now, in the case of support, most photographers wouldn't be using a plugin for support unless they brought their CRM in-house. 
But a lot of WordPress companies use a plugin called Awesome Support, which is like a Zendesk or a Freshdesk, but it's a plugin. And it's actually quite lightweight and does not hog the server down. And for e-commerce, WooCommerce is the most popular e-commerce solution used by stores these days. It's robust, but better designed for physical products than anything else. You also have to add another plugin called an extension for pretty much everything you want it to do. And this is where the term bloat could come into play. For one e-commerce site using WordPress, you might have 10 or more plugin extensions just to sell the way you want. For example, with WooCommerce, if you want to accept PayPal and Stripe and Square, you now have to, you now have to install three separate plugin extensions. If you want to integrate with Google Analytics or Facebook Pixel, you now have to add two more. If you want it to go to your MailChimp list and to your CRM, you are now adding two more plugin extensions. The list can go on. Now, for photographers needing e-commerce, NextGen Gallery's premium upgrade called NextGen Pro handles selling photos in a streamlined, easy, plugin extensionless way. One plugin to handle all the e-commerce needs with no strain on the server. So getting back to the comment on bloat, I agree that you shouldn't add just anything because you can. I think you have to be smart about it. Be picky about it. But if you make the right choices and test things first, there is minimal to no risk and a heck of a lot of savings. We would love to hear from you. Please join this conversation by commenting at imagely.com slash podcast slash 89 with your thoughts on the topic. We look forward to seeing you there. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.